What's up, everybody? Back with another episode of the March Madness Podcast, the Inquisitive Mom, but you found me. I'm in my home studio. I'm wearing this jersey today. I'm introducing Caleb Wiegand. He's an ESPN Gainesville writer. He's going to be providing us with some uh, interesting information from last night's games. If you watch those March Madness games, I know I did. I don't want to talk about UCLA Gonzaga right away because that just spoils everything, but that was a hell, hell of a game. That was so, so, such a good game, man. I was just couldn't believe it. But that Houston-Baylor game, uh, Caleb, what, what, uh, what do you think about that one? Well, I think that the result was a lot of what I expected. I mean, there's a lot of questions about Houston going in about the road they played, not a single single digit seed on the, in their road to the final four. So absolutely right. um, a lot of skeptics about them. Uh, but I think that Baylor proved that they're right there with Gonzaga as top two teams in the country. And uh, now we're going to get the matchup that we wanted on Monday night. So we're getting the matchup we've all wanted all all tournament long uh, for most people thought it was just going to be this all along well it is most people as i said in the uh, podcast i recorded earlier at baylor gonzaga you got it we've got it we're here we're ready to rock tomorrow night i think gonzaga opens up at minus four and a half i think that's fair honestly i mean i think they are the favorite to win they've been the favorite to win all year long they are 31 and oh but man uh baylor they're they're just they're they're right there with them honestly i remember i think you mentioned earlier in the in the pre-show that uh you, they remind you of the Jazz, the Baylor Bears. What do you, uh, what do you think of that? Take that away. For sure, yeah. I think just with their depth, I mean, they've got five to six guys that shoot over 40% from three. Yeah. Um, obviously, Butler and Teague are leading the way. Um, but there's, they're just so deep, and everybody shoots they are, three. Man, they're so deep. Very pro style. It, it's a lot of – they do a lot of efficient basketball, and Scott Drew's got to be going in the right direction heading to face the Bulldogs on Monday. You're absolutely right. They're not a great rebounding team, but they make up with it with their three-point ability. I mean, they got Flagler, uh, Mayer off the bench. Uh, I mean, they've got they've got dudes that can just step up. I mean, they had four or five guys yesterday in double figures that you wouldn't even know of if you weren't even watching the tournament or if you weren't watching Baylor because, I mean, they're a fun team to watch. They've been a one seed, you know, uh, this whole tournament. Obviously, they were undefeated for most of the year. I think they were 18-0 until they hit COVID protocols, but they're a fun team to watch. Um they, they blew out Houston. I expected that. I didn't expect like a 25-point game blowout. But, hey, hats off to Marcus Sasser, man. He's going to be a stud. I think he could definitely be a good NBA player. He's been uh, putting up a bunch of good numbers in the tournament. He ended up with 20 yesterday, 20 the game before. I think he was averaging like 15 to 20 points per game for the tournament. Like I said, most of these uh, most of these guys, this tournament is uh, is their life, honestly. I mean, this is what makes them money for, uh, for, for years to come because they don't get the recognition they deserve in the regular season because Houston isn't getting, you know, noticed – in the regular season as they would in the tournament, but hats off to him. Um, overall, overall great uh, run from Houston. I didn't expect them to win at all, but Hey, you know, hats off to them moving on to the shot heard round the world. I mean, no, the British aren't coming. No, it's Jalen Suggs. He is coming. He hit the buzzer beater. I mean, that was unbelievable, dude. I was like, there's no way there's no way he did. I was sitting next to my roommate and I go, what? No way. I go, that's in, that's in, that's in. Cause you know, when you're at like the parking lot or you're at LA fitness, whatever, and you just chuck up a random shot and you're like, dude, that's in, or like Steph Curry at the end of the game or ha- midway through the game, uh, halftime, you just chuck something up. Jalen Suggs, he did it. He ran right over to the scorers table. And man, I mean, that was, uh, that was something for, uh, for college basketball fans. Take us through that last shot. I want to hear what you have to say. And I'll give you my, uh, my, uh, take on that one, man. That was well, something else. I think as all of us know, it's going to be an instant classic as far as Final Four yeah. NCAA tournament games overall. I mean, it's drawing a lot of parallels to the Leitner shot in 92. Yeah. Uh, the announcers were big on harping on that. But Joe and Suggs had a special player. I mean, there's 
There's no question he's a top three. I think he could go as high as one, depending on the team that wins the lottery. Yeah. NBA. You're absolutely uh, right. He's just generationally like Gonzaga. I think they they've been solid because of their their fundamentals and the Mark Few's coaching style over these past 20 years. Yeah. But they're they're trying to change the narrative a little bit, and he's their highest rated recruit they've ever had there as a Bulldog. And I think that they've shown that they can develop those players too, and maybe push it in over the hump and get that finally that finally national title. No, man, you're absolutely right. Honestly, great, great, great take on that one. I mean, I just couldn't believe that he hit that last shot. I was like, what? No way. I mean, I remember uh, UNC uh, Villanova, I think it was Chris Jenkins, uh, that UNC game when he hit that last shot too. And I was like, what? I mean, there were, I mean, that was insane. This one was right up there with it as well. I mean, both coaches ran at each other and were just like and shook hands and just ran. I mean, Gonzaga's guys barreled over to Suggs. Uh, Juzang came half court with, um, with uh, some of the other Gonzaga players and they looked at each other and they were just like, dude, there's nothing you can do about that. Just like a backyard game and whoever hits the last shot, I guess hits the last shot. It's almost like it's, I mean, it's literally a Hail Mary. Actually, Jalen Suggs um, played football. Lucky lucky uh, that uh, he ended up uh, playing basketball. I'm glad he stuck to basketball, man, because that shot will be remembered for probably forever, for years to come, honestly, from uh, a year that's been crazy. But I mean, we needed one buzzer beat in the tournament and that's what we got. So, I mean, that game was, uh, was something special. But minus the... Um, Minus the buzzer beater, we got to break that game down, dude. That game was uh, was super special. Um, UCLA, hats off to Johnny Juzang. He had a great tournament run. I mean, some people think uh, he could definitely go to the NBA. I mean, I, I think he will declare. I mean, who knows? I mean, he did um, play well at Kentucky, um, but he ended up transferring to UCLA. And for some people, some odd reason, a lot of people don't think UCLA was an 11 seed. I was talking to my buddy, um, my buddy who I actually had on the show uh, two episodes ago. And he was like, dude, I don't think the seeding was right. I don't think UCLA should have been 11 seed. They definitely should have been a lot higher seed than that. What do you think about that? Well, I think if you look at a team on the bubble, obviously playing the first four, um, a UCLA team that's, that lost four straight heading into March Madness. It's just absolutely right. It's unpredictable the way that teams play heading into this tournament. And yeah, amazing how what kind of run these programs can go on just because based off guys like Juzang and Hakez, who you never thought would be these. No but just that's just the way it plays out in this tournament and that's why we love it so much and it just seems like one of those historical runs for a team like UCLA like a Cinderella type run but they didn't look like an 11 seed all all tournament long people don't realize that UCLA was on the ropes against Michigan State who I actually had going a lot further than they did which was uh, pretty pretty uh, interesting honestly I mean Tom Izzo really couldn't get those guys going but UCLA man hats off to them they, uh, they had a great tournament run. I mean, you can't you can't be disappointed if you UCLA. I mean, you lose on a buzzer beater to the arguably the best team in the nation. You're down to the wire like that. It could have gone either way. I mean, they 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 put up a heck of a fight. But uh, I'm excited for tomorrow night's uh, tomorrow night's game. Um, I want to know uh, who you're picking for uh, Gonzaga Baylor and uh, tell us why. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. But I still I think that I would still have to favor the Bulldogs even if slightly. Um, yeah, I'm with you way their their big three can can show out and uh, mm-hmm. defensively I know that if they put pressure and get up on up against those ball screens where if they don't go under I mean Baylor's going to kill them all night if they if they do but um if they can That's contain right. defense, then they'll be they'll be raising the trophy tomorrow night I think you're absolutely right honestly I think uh, I think Jalen Suggs comes out with a monster performance I think he could I think you know what it's it's weird to say but I think uh, they'll put Jalen Suggs on Jared Butler I think they match up pretty well I, I feel like Corey Kispert would be on Teague um, Drew Timmy will be on probably Flo Thomba or Mike Mark Vital. I mean, those two coaches will figure something out. They're they're great, great coaches. Um, no uh, no loss there, honestly. They'll definitely uh, figure it out. Gonzaga opens up at minus four and a half. Um, 
I think that's a, excuse me. I think that's a fair, fair uh, spread, honestly. I mean, minus four and a half. I mean, it could be like most basketball games, NBA and NCAA championships the past couple of years. So actually the most recent one we had was uh, Texas tech and Virginia. That was a heck of a game as well. I mean, every tournament um, has always been great. Every championship game has mostly been uh, good, except the Villanova. uh, I think it was Villanova, Michigan, the couple years before that was just brutal, but for the most part, all these games have been really well, really good. Um, I think tomorrow night we're in for a heck of a heck of heck of a game. Honestly, it looks like two NBA teams to me. I mean, they look like the two best teams all year long, and this is what we're going to get. I'm going to go um, Gonzaga. I'm going to – I don't know if I go to minus four and a half. I think I'll take Gonzaga, but I won't go with the spread. I'm just going to go even Gonzaga. I think it will be a good game. You think so too? I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, as far as spread goes, I mean, these teams, are, we were stolen the matchup they were supposed to have in the regular season. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, four and it's just – uh the title on the line who knows what can happen so you can't go wrong you got two one seat you got two one seeds going at each other i think it'll be uh, a matchup for the ages like i said two great coaches as uh mark few just won the uh naisman coach of the year uh his second time in his career winning that and uh i think it'll be a great game we're closing the march madness chapter for today that's it basically on that end but we're moving on to the nba we're talking about the utah jazz the utah jazz you're like what well, they're on a, they, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, they're on a 21 game home win streak. I mean, that's unheard of. I don't know when that was the last time that's happened, but they're doing it. They're rolling, they're rocking. They're on an eight game win streak as they uh, won last night. The, the main thing that I'm bringing up is they hit 26 threes. They broke the NBA record for threes. George Yang, he's uh, an Iowa State guy. He, I think he had 15 points. He couldn't even believe it. He's like, we don't even know what's going on. We're just, we're just playing lights out ball. I mean, they've got guys all around, but they don't beat, they beat you on the stat sheet. They don't, they're not, there's, they don't have a ton of superstars. They're coached really well by Quinn Snyder. Uh, Go Bears, obviously a stud down, uh, down in the paint, being a great, great uh, rim protector. Mitchell, we know what you're going to get with him. Clarkson is probably the sixth man of the year. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the way that they spread the ball out and uh, Go Bear, I think is a, is a pretty big part of the way they do and the way they yeah. shoot. He doesn't, he doesn't clog up the lane as much and he allows them to space out and move the ball. And when you got guys that can struggle like Clarkson, Bogdanovich, Mitchell, Ingles, Bogdanovich, man, he's Joe Ingles as well. I mean, they got guys all around, but they're not, they're going to beat you on the stat sheet. They're not right. the pretty type of team. They're not, they're not the Nets, they're not the Lakers, they're not the Clippers. They don't have those stars. They're not the Nuggets, but I mean, they, they, they continue to put up great numbers and they continue to fight and they continue to show why they're arguably the best team in the NBA or in the West. But like I said, they did have six players in double figures. Don't really want to talk much about them. Moving on to the East Coast, I'm going this way. I'm taking the flight. Uh, Caleb and I are going right to the Sixers. We're going to ring the Liberty Bell. We're ringing it. We're ringing it. Embiid is back. Joel Embiid, he's back. He's better than ever. He's missed 10 games uh, after missing 10 games, excuse me. Um, and he comes back and he puts up 24 and 8. They needed him. He's the heart and soul of that team, I think, honestly. For some people who thought or think he's the MVP of the year, um, but I think uh, somebody in Denver would have something to say about that. And Nikola Jokic, who's uh, the heart and soul of that team as well. I mean, these big men, man, I mean, they're shooting. I think Jokic is shooting 40% from three on the year. I mean, before Aaron Gordon got there, he was leading the team in every single stat category there was. But uh, those two for MVP, honestly, because I know LeBron's dropped out of the race, um, being hurt. Lillard's up there now. Harden has something to say about that. He said last week, I'm the MVP as he's, I think he's been averaging a triple double, but Katie hasn't been, uh, Katie hasn't been playing. Harden's just been really hard and he's actually out today with a hamstring injury. Kyrie's been out. So it's hard to say, is he really the MVP? I mean, there's so many options on that team at this point. I mean, I don't think it'd be fair to give him the MVP. I think a big man honestly would deserve it. It'd be nice if LeBron could get it as well, but 
Um, what do you think about that MVP uh, matchup with Jokic and Embiid? Who do you think deserves it more? Well, I would say in the, in the, in the classic term, most valuable player, I mean, I would have to say that the way that Philly's been performing right now, it's got to be Embiid. I mean, it's just, yeah. just the point of that offense and the way that um, if they're going to do the run that people think that they can in the East this year, maybe all the way to the NBA Finals, um, Embiid's going to have to show out like he has yep. been already. Um, yeah, you're like, absolutely right. Yeah. But like I said, welcome back to the big fella. I'm staying on the East Coast. We're taking the bus. We're taking the quick. Uh, we're taking the quick charter to uh, Madison Square Garden. The Knicks. The Knicks. They're a super boring team. They're really not. They're really not much going on there. Tom Thibodeau's got those guys ready to go. I mean, congrats. You know, hats off to them. Honestly, I think they're about a 500 team now. I think you know. It's like, what are you doing? Do you do you want to win now? Do you want to lose? I mean, they've been losing for so many years. I mean, I think it's time they're about to be 500. Well, they are. Julius Randle ended up scoring 20 points in the first quarter. He ended up with 29. I mean, it's not really interesting, but it's cool for Knicks fans who, you know, do listen and will hear this podcast. I mean, he scored 29 points, 20 in the first quarter. That's a lot. Well, closing the chapter on the NBA for um, well, that matter, I got one more topic to bring up, but I'm not going to get there yet about the NBA. Moving on to the MLB. Welcome back, baseball fans. It's uh, super exciting. It's 162 game season, as we all know. Um, they've been doing a great job of getting the uh, players ready, getting fans in the stadium as, you know, social distancing is still going on. But like I said, welcome back, baseball. Twins pitcher Jose Barrios ended up uh, with three relievers combining on a one-hitter with 17 strikeouts. Like I said, my friend texted me yesterday and was like, dude, what are you doing? I said, why are you texting me about baseball? It's the second game of the season. Well, he got a no-hitter with three other relievers. Jose Barrios said, I don't really care. But then I saw it and I was like, wow, okay, that's pretty interesting. So, yeah, Twins, pretty interesting news. Um, actually, I'm from Fort Myers and the, the, their spring training, they play at the Miracle. Pretty cool, but... Man, I mean, hey, it's the second game of the season. We're in for a wild ride if, if people are hitting no hitters already. I mean, some people think the Twins uh, should be a lot better than what they, uh, what they put out to be in recent years. But uh, moving on from the Twins, we got White Sox Vermin Mercedes. He had a historic start going 5-5 five of five in his first start. He's only one of five players to ever do that. I mean, that's pretty crazy. He came out and said, I can't believe this is happening. I'm, I'm loving life right now. I really don't know what to say. Pretty special moment for uh, him. Like I said in the pre-show, uh, the White Sox have got a have got a bunch of young studs in Luis Robert and Aloy Jimenez, Michael Kopech. I think he's still coming back from Tommy John surgery. Tim Anderson's a stud. I mean, they got guys all around, man. I mean, their farm system they've been building it up for years. They've been figuring it out, especially with that Chris Sale trade. You remember that Chris Sale trade? Right. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was something special. But, uh, but yeah, so moving on to the uh, the Padres, who many people think are probably going to win the World Series. They are the favorites to win. But Yankees fans. Dodgers fans, um, maybe even some Rays fans who were the runner-ups last year to win the World Series. They honestly could have something to say about that. But the Padres, they're rolling. They're on a uh, they're on a two-game win streak, three-game win streak, excuse me, and they're going for the sweep later today against the D-backs, who they'll probably end up being four and zero. Probably honestly ended up winning the NL. I mean, the Dodgers they they look good against the uh, against the Rockies, but it's the Rockies. So, but yeah, closing that chapter on that. I want to go back to uh, the NBA real quick. I got two topics about that. Drew Holiday, we talked about this in the pre-show, man. I mean, he's averaging 17 points per game, 39% from three, and he just signed a four-year, $160 million contract. He has been he had 33 points last night. Take it away on the Drew Holiday thing. I know we, told, we uh, said we weren't going to talk too much about it, but NBA fans, everyone loves listening to uh, NBA contracts, NBA news from uh, Mr. Adrian Wojnarowski himself. So, uh, Caleb, take it away. Yeah, I mean, I think when, I, when the news broke, I was – Maybe a little surprised that yeah. uh, Milwaukee went and took a shot at Drew Holiday, but I mean, it's he's got the numbers to back it up right now. I mean, he's he's a vocal part of what Milwaukee's doing. Um, he's really playing well into their offensive scheme between him and Giannis as a one-two punch. I think that's something that can take them really deep 
um, can make. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, somebody was going to pay Drew Holiday eventually. Uh, it just happened to be the Bucks. So. It's funny because he kind of bounced around. I mean, he was he was an all-star on the Sixers for a while too, man. I mean, people don't realize how good of a player this guy really is. I mean, he's a UCLA stud, as we just talked about earlier in the show. But, I mean, 33 last night. I mean, people some people think Middleton was the second option. No, this guy has been balling out lately, man. I mean, if you're shooting 39% from three and you're averaging 17 points per game and the Bucs are confident in giving you a contract because the Bucs have seemed pretty stingy over the past couple of years because they've been wanting to give Giannis all that money. But, hey – Hats off to him. I'm getting that contract. He's 30 years old. I mean, some people thought he was washed at 28. No, he's been balling. He's been proving that he's a, he's a really good player. I want to, I want to get to, uh, to uh, the topic, the picks of the day, Nets, Bulls, Lakers, Clippers, Hornets, Celtics, Grizzlies, Sixers, Warriors, Hawks, Pelicans, Rockets, Magic, Nuggets. First of all, I want to start off with the Magic Nuggets. I usually was going to go last in the pre-show I did, but Nuggets open up at minus 16 and a half. Aaron Gordon faces off against his former team for the first time in his career. Weird to say, cause it's only been a week, a couple of days, but uh, Aaron Gordon came out to TNT the other day and said, Hey, I'm wearing number 50 because of uh, my dunk score, con- my, my dunk score in the dunk contest. Pretty interesting. Pretty cool. They've been rolling as of late. I definitely got to uh, do a segment on them, but uh, Pelicans rockets minus five and a half. Um, what do you think about that? one? you like that one? Yeah, I think the, the Pelicans could really blow it open. I mean, you you, you said it pre-show. The Rockets could easily be pulling uh, the play oh, yeah. out of Houston, but you know that's that's just the way that it rolls sometimes when you blow it up. Um, yeah. I think the Pelicans that the way that they the pieces that they added from that Drew Holiday trade I think are helping them out in the way that they play uh, playing off Zion uh, adding yeah. blood ball in that mix. I mean, they're really they're uh, they can be a solid uh, maybe a playoff team come playoff time in the West. Uh, if, if they can figure it out, I think they need to get rid of uh, Mr. Van Gundy over there. I think he could be a YMCA coach or an AAU coach. He's horrible. But hey, staying on that Pelicans Rockets game real quick. Uh, it's not really inter- in- interesting or exciting, but I've been hearing news that H-Town's got some guys coming from LA Fitness to help the Rockets out tonight because they're going to need a lot of help. Warriors Hawks, that's even it wasn't. It was minus one. Uh, it was Warriors were a one point favorite to start before the, before the game started. I guess now it's even on the on the betting odds, I looked on there. Grizzly Sixers minus two and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Sixers more than two and a half. Uh, Hornets Celtics minus nine. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't, the minus nine is kind of tough, but Lakers Clippers minus 11. I think the Lakers will keep it close for most of the game. I think Schroeder and those guys and Kuzma, they'll put up their shots and stuff. Clippers are a great defensive team. Um, I don't, I don't know if I see the Clippers winning by 11. I think eight, eight to 10 is fair, but you know, that's the spread. And then that's bulls. I was really surprised by minus two. I mean, what the heck, but um, Katie's still out, hardens out. I think Kyrie is playing. I think that game's actually on right now. If I check my phone. Yeah, actually the bulls are up 11 at halftime. Okay. So the nets are going to have to uh, pull something together, man. So, yeah. Um, I think that does it for us. I want to say a uh, shout out to Caleb for coming on the show. Thank you so much uh, for giving us that information about that Baylor Houston game, that UCLA Gonzaga game, giving us the information about Drew Holiday. Um, make sure to check Caleb out. He's got some uh, cool pieces on uh, ESPN Gainesville. Uh, super cool, super cool uh, pieces, man. Um, like I said, guys, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. This goes on Spotify, TikTok, Anchor, all the above. Um, I'm signing off. Um, until next time. Peace.